Okay, so this is the first, at long last, the first poor quality podcast recorded at Max's house. Max's I guess it nasty is, isn't house. It, it is. Yeah. I'm sorry it had to be under these circumstances. <laughs> We're gathered here not to mourn. Or not to celebrate, but to mourn whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, we were supposed to, apparently. <laughs> yeah, here's this fucking guy. Uh, this is Sir Samuel joining us. Oh, God, he's involved. Oh, I can't imagine they can't. All right, here, I'm going to feed well. him real quick so he shuts up. All right, yeah. That's how that's, he, that's how that's he runs idea. this place. He's a fucking <laughs> terrorist. Yeah, all right. So, so far, so good. No, no, I got heavy back. All right, so before we get started, I should preface that I fucked up. We have a very limited time to do this. Oh, why? Because I forgot that I have to go lock up the sherry. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not not right now, but we have a half hour. Okay, we have we a half hour. We shouldn't need too much time to... <laughs> Well, it was a two-hour experience we just had. Could I, it possibly be summed it up in half an by. hour? It flew by. <laughs> God, it certainly didn't fly by for me. So, to be clear, we have just come back from seeing what might have been the premiere night of Clerks I'm 3. I'm unsure. I well, still don't know. It did have a... When I got to the theater, I mean, that's a whole other story. Mm. I arrived at the theater. It was a 7.30 showing. I arrived at, like, 7.26. And the woman I showed my ticket to was like, oh, well, you know, there are no previews for this one. So you better get it in there real quick. And I was <laughs> well, like, what well. the fuck? So I went up there and there were previews, but there were previews for the same company, Fathom Events. So over it was and a over and over event. Again. It was some kind of fucking like simulcast or something. But it wasn't a simulcast. It had a pre-recorded intro from Kevin Smith. Now, the reason Max doesn't know this is because even though Max was the one saying, well, we got to get there early, we got to get there early, so we have at least 15 minutes before the showtime. I was late. Max went to the wrong cinema. Again. Now, bear in mind, we booked our tickets together in mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. We, I corrected you multiple times on what theater it was. Had a whole conversation about it. Yeah, you kept thinking it was the Vigo. I said, no, it's the cinema. Yeah. I get there, assuming that Max is already going to be in the seat, angry that I'm late. Yeah, but, no. Uh, no. I was no ready was to there. be. I was rolling up to the Regal smug as hell. I got all the way inside. I stood in the concession line. <laughs> Who did in you the show Regal. your ticket to? Yeah, I didn't go to the concession stand yet. They they wait until after you buy the concession. It's oh, fucking man. lucky that I didn't buy a giant Diet yeah. Pepsi. <laughs> that would have been classic. I went and pulled out my phone, and uh-huh. I looked, and I was like, oh, because oh, it says Cinemark at the yeah. top of the ticket. <laughs> and you're lo- looking at your phone, looking up, looking yeah. down, looking up, <laughs> seeing a big regal sign above just, the concession I just stand. Turned, I looked like I must. They must have thought I fucking noped out on the fucking soda prices or something because I stood <laughs> in the concession line and then immediately just turned about face and left Ra- and ran out crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably see that often. So then I prices. drove, you know, six or seven minutes up the road to the Cinemark on Victory yeah. Boulevard. Meanwhile, I'm like, for fuck's sake. Yeah, so I got Sitting in there. In the all set, I got in there about ten minutes late. Yeah. You didn't miss... Well, I'd say you I didn't felt miss... felt pretty caught up. I would say you didn't miss much in terms of story because, well, fair enough. But you did miss a bunch of things that would have been on our bingo card for what is going to happen in Clerks 3. Right. What will feature in Clerks 3. If um, if we had done a bingo card, a full bingo card. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, 
So it starts with an intro from Kevin Smith, who, by the way, both in the movie as Silent Bob and in this intro, looks like he, he's done. He's got some like fake tan on his face. He's tan, isn't he? His face is, but his neck is white. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah, I don't know what that's uh, it, all about. It's very weird. It's very weird. He looks like... Him um, and Silent Bob look ghoulish. Yeah. In this film. Silent Bob's definitely got some Botox or something. I mean, sorry, not Silent Bob. Jay. Jay. Certainly has some Botox. Like, Jay looks He's got those big fake teeth now. He's got like... He looks like Uncanny Valley. Is that what it is? The fake teeth? Well, yeah, but apparently he's had them for a while. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But they're bigger than ever and whiter. Yeah. And they don't look like they have, uh, you know, gaps between each teeth. It looks like a kind of just white mouth guard. Mm -hmm. It's very odd. Anyway, um... So it starts with that intro, and I honestly can't remember what you said, but stuff like, you know, you guys. Are hey, man. Uh, yeah, hey, man. Hey, man. Thanks, Thanks for coming out to see Clerks 3, it's man. because of you guys, uh, this yeah. movie, blah, blah, blah. All I'm here. I'm doing the same movie three times and shit. So thank you for coming out. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he didn't. He's kind of lost that humility. You know, uh, the humility. Yeah, yeah. Now he's pretty much just like fucking, hey, man, yes, we did me. it. Clerks 3 is Kevin here. Smith. <laughs> kind of, yeah. But anyway. So then the you know the the logos come up and then over black, ding 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 what? ding ding. The black parade. That's the opening. The credit opening song? credit song is "Welcome to the Black Parade" by Mad Chemical Romance. Why? <laughs> because he. It, well, I, mean, he, I know he, he loves learned, that song. He learned about that song like six years after it came <laughs> yeah. out. Talked about it ten years ago. Yeah. And apparently, still to this fucking day. He thinks that's why I'm going to open the the finale of my trilogy. Well, I mean, do, how hard do we spoil Clerks Three? I think we I was have kind of, to. Spoil I was kind of wondering about possible. that because realistically, there is nothing to spoil. Are you except for the very end? But like, you other can't... than that, there is absolutely nothing to spoil. If you have seen the trailer or even read a basic description of what it's about, you have already imagined everything important that's in it. Well, that's the... The, that's the. The critical word there, important. I mean, the thing I nothing the thing I gravitate most to is, I mean, yeah, it. I mean, where to start? Well, I would so, just so say, let me, let I me, would say we have to spoil it. If you've yeah, not yeah, seen Clerks Three that. and you want to, and, and you're like, well, like turn possibly. this bonus episode off right now because it's yeah, yeah, we'll spoil it. Uh, but, I think the Black Parade serves as a great thesis given the. Well, don't spoil it right now. Let's oh, take well, them on a little shit. journey. Oh, Let's sorry. take them on a little okay. journey. So it starts with Welcome to the Black Parade, which, yeah, really thematically does not have much to do with... I thought when he was talking about it all those years ago and he got the Mike Chemical Romance guys on his podcast, he was talking about how it was uh, something to do with Wayne... It was in a Wayne Gretzky documentary and he was going to put it in that hockey movie he was going to make. Now it's at the beginning of Close Th- I'm like, what? Why? It's just it's also weird because it was shot. I don't think it was shot with that in mind. I don't think it was shot with having that song in mind because it's shot like the intro to Clerks One or Clerks Two for that matter. You know, kind of like boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, and they're setting up the store or whatever. So Dante is setting up the store, and he sees again just really basic ass boring cinematic storytelling he's setting up the store he looks at the counter there's a photo of rosario dawson that i think is like a screenshot from uh clerks 2 <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh it, you know it's a photo of her and you know how when when a loved one dies you have a photo that ha- that says in memory of uh yeah. whatever her name was and the dates 
So she's dead, is what it's telling you. Yes. But again, you don't. I don't know anyone who's got like a like an in memoriam photograph <laughs> giving you all the information, like when they're just you know in their workplace or whatever. But yeah. it transpires she died in two thousand six. That isn't that immediately after close. Yeah, two? yeah. The what we're meant to infer, I think, is that she fucking croaked about two minutes after the credits rolled <laughs> yeah. in Clerks Two, which is like they open up the convenience store and she's basically already dead. Yes, <laughs> which is kind of an odd thing considering that apparently Rosario Dawson was the only main name they could get for more than a minute or so. She's in it a fair amount. It's strange that they <laughs> killed know, her off because she's, she's all over the movie. Yeah, she's in it. Uh, and I'm like, what is Rosa? Is she not working much? I guess As not. a ghost. Yeah. yeah, in flashbacks and dream sequences. So it's worth telling you that, yes, within the first few minutes of this movie, I inferred it just from the this, hospital yeah. sequence. Yes. Yeah, um, and that, yeah it keeps me- mentioning it again. You should um, learn that si- since we've last joined our f- heroes, the clerks. they At the end of Clerks 2, they bought back the convenience store and they... That, that that's where they ended up. That's a pretty good ending. Yeah. Why not? But no, let's 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 keep going. So everything is as usual. Jane Silent Bob owned the video store next door, but it's a weed store now. Yes. I maybe that happened in Jane Silent Bob reboot. I don't know. Not that I'm aware of. It assumed that it sort of presumed you already knew that. It, there was yeah. no fanfare about it, but anyway. So that's them. So instantly, so we've got Welcome to the Black Parade. We've got weed already. Yep. Then suddenly Elias, the the you know the kind of teenage Christian virgin boy mm-hmm. from Clerks Two, is now in his mid thirties. He comes in and starts talking about NFTs. I said, like, "All right, here Absolutely. we go." This is when Max joins. <laughs> yeah, I walked in on this. I Max walked in on their in. fucking NFT discussion. It's Elias, and he's with someone else. I have no. It's never really explained who that guy. I That's have like no idea buddy. who it is. I'm guessing it's his brother because they arrive in the car at the beginning again and call back to close to. Except this time, isn't it just supposed to be his little buddy, like his little Silent Bob? Well, I really don't know what's going on because he he arrives in the car. You know, do you remember in Close Two when he arrives, him and his parents are like sort of whistling. Yeah. He arrives, but he's driving, and that guy's in there. But I think there's someone else, there are like two other people in the car as well. I have no idea what what he's supposed to be, but he's there with some other dude who doesn't really speak until the end. Anyway. And boy. Boy, what the fuck did they do with that character? It was never funny. I, I think he's in there, and clearly Kevin Smith is thinking, this is the comedic heart of the film. Because he is constantly in it, and he's constantly wacky. Oh, it was astonishingly how like how un how there was no joke. The- there was no joke to it. It was <laughs> just yeah. Uh, to catch you guys up, Elias, the famous Christian uh, teenage clerk for a, well, I don't know, young Christian clerk from Clerks Two. Uh, he works bec- at the court. Becomes now. a Satanist in this movie because and <laughs> every time. <laughs> You see him, he's in a different, iconic bit of goth makeup and costumery. Yeah. And but why? it doesn't start funny. No. It doesn't end funny. No. It doesn't get funny in the middle. We should mention right off the bat, uh, in case you're wondering, well, what's your take on the movie? Uh, it was not a masterpiece. It was appalling. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it I can't be, even choke around. It's not as, I will say, it's not as bad as Jane Silent Bob reboot. Oh, I think it's... Jane Silent Bob... I, I think it's... I think reboot is shines. No. In Maybe terms that's of, recency in, bias. It, it's better quality, 
but it's equally unfunny. Jerry and Silent Bob reboot I found offensively, offensively bad, kind of consistently. A lot of the time in this one, it was just boring more than anything else. I don't know. There I was would say being shit. bored this, over The entire actively. premise, so it's worth telling you guys if you haven't seen it, you don't plan on seeing it. The premise of the movie, as we kind of discussed already many times from the trailer, is that Randall has a heart attack. Almost drops just because. Exact, yeah. literally does like word for word dialogue from Kevin Smith's heart attack. Yes. Kevin Smith is just writing his own life story in the movie. Fine. Uh, yeah. And then he decides, I'm going to make clerks in so many words, right? Yeah. He's like, I'm going to make a movie. And and then I am. I wish I was fucking kidding when I said that <laughs> the vast majority of the movie is the old actors recreating scenes yeah. shot for shot and verbatim from Clerks 1. Yes, but no... without the metatextual context required for that to make any sense. Right. There's no, there's because... no like, hook. No. They're just doing no, it. No, you just see scenes. It's like, the, it's like the, the Disaster Artist, the movie about the making of the room, where a, lo- a good deal of it is just, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we recreated them shooting this yes. scene? Because the actors wanted to recreate these stupid scenes from the room. But d- fucking to give the Disaster Artist credit, that didn't make up a huge amount of the movie. Right. In this, it makes up the bulk, the, at least the whole second act, yes. if not a lot of the third, too. And without, and this is, I I mentioned this in the trailer, but I assume, I give fucking Kevin Smith the benefit of the doubt, thinking, well, he must do something with it. Because the meta, you know, the meta conceit really doesn't make that much sense. First of all, it's Dante who's supposed to be the Kevin Smith avatar in the original Clerks. Right. That's meant to be based on Kevin Smith. In this one, for some reason, we've got Randall doing it. Yeah. But... His motivation for making clerks, Kevin Smith didn't have a heart attack until like a few years ago. His Kevin Smith's motivation for making clerks was being a young film fan who want like the, so the motivation's not the same. The character making it isn't the same, and it, it, just none of that words. It didn't make sense. Uh, it, it, you know, usually if you're going to do some kind of meta thing, you can do it, and you can do it well enough, or at least acknowledge things. But this it really was just like, all right, he's had a heart attack. Now he's going to make a movie. And it's like, all right, fine. That's a, an okay premise for a film. But then, like you say, nothing happened with it. It didn't go into any detail. It, it didn't g- give you any insight on the, actu- on the making of the actual Clerks, even though that is the movie they're making in the movie. Yes, they, they are, are making, making Clerks. Clerks 1. One, like, yeah, dialogue verbatim. Occasionally Clerks 2 sneaks in. Yeah. Which oh not, not really. And <laughs> by the way, guys, if you like scenes where people dance, oh yeah, at least two completely inexplicable scenes. Yeah, we'll get to those because yeah, that I turned to you at one point. I was like, where has this come from? <laughs> but <laughs> there are parts of this movie that I was actually, and it's not a complex movie. As as we said, it's just like watching the old actors reenact Clerks 1. Yeah. And there were still somehow parts where I was fucking confused. Well, sometimes I haven't seen the original Clerks in quite a while. So sometimes I was like, wait, is this a reference to something I just don't remember at all? Like the, uh, like the, the, the high school critics? What was that about? No, that had nothing to do with anything. Did it really not? Because it seemed it, it had so much prominence. Basically, at one point while they're making the movie... You have to unhook your fucking claw, cat. While they're making Clerks, there, there's like this like 
I mean, you know, stereotypical. Uh, was it played by anyone that we? Uh, was that I don't a, know who that lady no. was. It's just this yeah. this kind of like sassy black woman. I thought it was supposed to be like a Who's nod just to suddenly... in Clerks too, that couple. But if I'm not mistaken, isn't that Wanda Sykes? Yeah, and, 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 and it's just like one bit. Like in, in this, she it is given so much prominence that I'm like, this has to be a reference to something. I didn't know what was going on. That was really it was weird. A, by the way, it was very timely for me bringing up how, like, when Kevin Smith tries to be inclusive, he becomes insanely offensive. Yeah. His depiction of black people <laughs> all throughout this movie is, the, first of all, the black man's name is Lando. <laughs> because that's the only black person Kevin Smith's ever heard of. Uh. Second, I mean, yes, and yes, every black woman in this movie is being like, "Oh, oh hell shit, no. oh yeah, yeah." Like, it's fucking crazy. But that's why I was. Uh, but also, she's there to point out. Well, no, like because before that, someone points out there's no diversity in the movie. Yes, and everyone's just kind of like, "Oh yeah, fair enough." Like, I'm like, oh, "All right, yeah." But I don't then know what they that bring in this. Like. Then Kevin Smith brings in this black character is really badly and not funny well that's something we should mention this was a fairly it filled up when i look behind us there were a fair amount of people in this comedy movie <laughs> there were like 10 people in the theater no, did you, you not look behind us oh uh, no i there guess were, i didn't yeah oh, well, people, there were quite a lot oh. a lot of people left before we did um <laughs> walkouts <laughs> no no well, at the end though they left straight away whereas we were like eh, should we stick around yeah, well they had to go see the celebrity well we'll, we'll, well, we'll, yeah, get, we'll get to, we'll, that, we'll get to yeah. that yeah uh, but for this comedy movie, not I did not hear much laughing at all. I, there was like one girl behind us who would titter very, very occasionally and quite quietly. Not no laughter. There was no laughter in this in this theater. There were there were jokes, I think. Sure, but no one laughed at them, <laughs> and especially Elias, the 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 Christian Gonzalez. No one ever laughed. Because it no. wasn't funny, but that was the most in-your-face, like, ha! He's, Joke he's looks funny. dressed like Ghost now. He's yeah. dressed like a fucking... It was meant to be King Diamond, not Ghost, but yeah. Oh, um, was it King Diamond? Okay. Yeah. There you go. Oh, God, no, no. Nothing made me laugh. I did laugh, but not Not ever jokes. with the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of bits where I, I found it very hard not There to were laugh. some bits that were so audacious. <laughs> oh, and so what we should yeah. tell you, by the way, is... Oh, well, well, oh, I so think we might uh, don't forget the audition sequence because that's probably the nadir. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Well, I'll just say this: uh, oh, my the, Lord. the overall structure of the movie is once again them recreating Clerks, interrupted or punctuated only by the most breakneck. Oh, the yes, Maudlin, like yeah, the most yeah. breakneck tonal whiplash <laughs> sequences. Yeah. Like because you know in Clerks, there's like. That one scene where they get into a big fight. Yeah. And it's like... And Clerks 2. It plays. And Clerks 2, it happens at the end. And it plays. Yeah. And then you get to this and he's like, well, this is what people come to me for. This is my dramedy. The heart. Yeah. So fucking within 15 minutes, you have (laughs) Brian O'Halloran, arguably the worst actor. Like, Oh, oh God. I couldn't believe how bad of an actor he was. Jeff Anderson, who is not a professional actor, fucking does great. (laughs) Yeah, in comparison for sure. Yeah, he didn't have much to do. So, in a lot of, especially the more dramatic sequences, it seemed like his script was basically to go, yeah, 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 
Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. just responds to Brian O'Halloran who's given all the uh yeah. all the shouting yeah, that and is the emoting. True. Brian O'Halloran had to do a lot of fucking heavy lifting I unfortunately. Know, and, oh god he can't. The, the worst the, was the was the scenes where he's talking with his, his, the, ghost the ghost of his, of his fucking <laughs> wife's past. He's like, I'm I'm so alone. They, literally, like the way Sean just did it is about accurate. Yeah, like yeah, he, there's no, so and, and that's bad. the thing is like Jeff Anderson, as you said, yes, the script does call for him to not say much. But he does. It's good that he's restrained. Yeah, like it, it plays because it feels de- real. He's definitely better. Yes. Whereas this guy is within two <laughs> seconds into this serious scene, the sad music starts playing. Yeah, which is probably like some ridiculous it's always, the like, music. It's, it's in like, this like fucking acoustic. Movie is. It's, everything sounds like the beginning of Landslide by yes. Uh, <laughs> Everything and, sounds and we're like talking that. like so. It's like we just got done with some silly scene, and then w- something happens out of the complete blue, and the guitars start playing. Yeah, and Brian O'Halloran is, is ugly a, sobbing through a graveyard, through a grave within <laughs> seconds of the film happening. Yeah, and like this, you know, I think I think Kevin Smith thinks for a lot of reasons that this is like a meditation on age. You know, so like the first one was yeah. a meditation, quote unquote, on being young and kind of angry and uh, hopeless. The second one was sort of, you know, being I guess in your thirties and that. Uh, Kevin, he's Kevin Smith's about fifty. Yeah, you're not exactly Martin Scorsese doing The Irishman, are you? Like you're, you can't really. I mean, given the way this one ends, it feels pretty. Look. It, it it just again it feels unearned. A lot of this movie felt unearned. All of the emotional bits felt really unearned. But the yeah. Anyway, so this heart, you know, of him dealing with like the the grieving of a loved one and inability to move on. I'm like, okay, Kevin, like, what what is what's this to you? Like, what is this yeah. to you really? Nothing. It's just there. It's just there to give it feels. But it fails spectacularly because also we can't resist. You know, during these conversations with Rosario Dawson, he can't resist having her browless and talking about banging Malcolm X in heaven. Oh, you! Oh, another great example of Kevin Smith's woke writing. Rosario <laughs> Dawson, the only—I guess she—I think she's half black. Yeah, the only person of color in the film. She's like, I'm up in heaven. Who's here? Here's who I'm banging. I'll lay the read list yeah. for you: Malcolm X, Frederick Douglass, George Washington Carver. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Richard Wright probably snuck in there. It's just yeah. only famous. Harriet Tubman probably got in the mix somehow. It no, was only famous black yeah. people. And then I think at the very end, it was like Angela Merkel. <laughs> <laughs> Angela Merkel. <laughs> While I was up there, <laughs> Angela yeah. Merkel is still alive, by the way. Yeah, it was like it was like you've never seen someone trying harder and more distastefully. To yeah. like get weird points by being like, look, my black character is only banging black fellas up in heaven, but also just the weird, distasteful like, he, again, his bizarre sexual leanings coming out. One, he wants to fuck his daughter, but two, he definitely wants to watch his wife get fucked by someone in front of him. Oh yeah, because that clearly is like the the thing in that is like yeah. This one heartfelt conversation between this guy and his late wife's ghost is she's just boasting on him about all the fucking dudes she's banging in heaven. Yeah. And how awesome it is. Yeah. It's I, very strange. And that and that's right in the middle of the you know, one of the feels scenes. But anyway. <laughs> that is the feels. 
The, the fucking landslide is still playing under yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> and again, he's like expecting you to laugh, but you can't. And it's, because and, it's not well, funny. Because it's too sad because I'm crying. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Well, I was trying to stifle laughter during quite a lot, and I was worried, you know, it's dark in there. And Max yeah. and I, like, thank God that we're not, like, I've never been to a movie with you, yeah. weirdly. Um, yeah. Or watch the movie, I don't think, together. I don't think so either, yeah. So it's good to know that you're not one of those people that chats the whole way through. No, Because no, I really, no, even never. if the movie has plenty to say about it, I don't like, you know, the occasional comment, fine. Yeah. But yeah. No, you never. don't chat. For, so we weren't really looking at each other. And I was worried that my stifled laughter would read as, like, sobbing to you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was emotional. You never know. Well, dude, it's I a, mean, it would have been cool if it came out. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> he fucking did it. He did he it, did the it. Hit me right in the feels. Oh. No. Uh, yeah, so a lot of that. And I can't remember what order anything happens at, at this point. Because there is no order to it whatsoever. It's a series of scenes where they're basically kind of recreating things but again it doesn't make sense all right so they cast jay and silent bob as themselves but you know in reality they, it was kevin smith playing it, it just didn't kevin smith is the cinematographer oh sorry silent bob is the cinematographer in this version of clerks so that is like okay well kevin smith's filming it now even though he's not the writer or director and it, i mean you know it also didn't make sense they had like a red digital camera yeah but then when you see clips from the movie, it's like that 90s film grain. It didn't make... None of it made... Oh, yeah. I like, mean, again, all the meta stuff drove me crazy because I was just like, there's no... You're trying to do it, but you have no context. In the movie, there's no context for it being like Clerks was. It, yeah. it doesn't make sense. The, the ending of the film, by the way, is that they get in a big fight. I mean, Dante drops dead of a heart attack this time. Oh, he doesn't drop dead. Well, well, well. Well, no, I, I just want to get the spark notes because I do have to run to the theater here, but I want to oh, get the spark bummer. notes. I know it fucking sucks because there's it, so much to say about this movie. Yeah. I fucked up. I, like, I've really. You fucked up a lot. Yeah. You, I've you, never you had to the fucking. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had to lock up the theater before. It's the one night where I'm like, I got to talk about Clerks 3. <laughs> Clerks 3 snuck up on me tonight, but. Uh, I will. So yeah, the, it goes well, we can to take the this the, to the theater could, if I must follow you there. Well, there's there's uh, AA is in there having a meeting. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> so, okay. So um, we. So what's it called? You get. Uh, well, sorry. The, also, the heart attack, despite being the inciting incident for everything, dropped pretty quickly. Yeah. He seems to suffer no other consequences from that. He's not feeble. No, they kind of mention, oh, you might have to go vegan. And I was like, oh, here we go. And yeah. then that, that's it. And I guess it's foreshadowing because the doctor tells Dante, like, well, if you eat the same diet of movies. Oh, I didn't think about that. That's pretty clever. Very clever foreshadowing. I didn't there. think about that. Shit. You know I what? didn't think he would actually do it. <laughs> you can't do that twice. It was odd that they movie. both had a one in a million heart attack in the same fucking minute. Yeah. But no, so, so Dante goes to the hospital. And the ending of the movie, most bafflingly of all. Oh, God. Is that Randall, as Dante's on his deathbed, basically comes in he says i re-edited the movie so that you're the main character the movie that they didn't finish filming by the way and the movie is now properly clerks right yeah and so he puts the laptop on and it's the actual it's showing clips 1994 from the actual or whatever yeah. clerks yes <laughs> and at, so at first you're like oh okay they're just you know it's just a highlights reel of clerk but it's not but no then it cuts back and 
Kevin Smith's like, oh, well, I have to explain why everyone looks so young and stuff. And what does he say? <laughs> Randall said, it suddenly cuts back to, <laughs> yeah. to Randall. In the middle of this montage, yeah. cuts back to him looking at him going, this is how I see you, man. <laughs> Yo, I, wait, what? You just seem as young? That's your <laughs> face looks weirdly like a pumpkin. <laughs> By the way, yeah, Brian yeah, O'Hara looks like shit. Well. lantern you're about right, yeah. yeah. But again, it's just like... One don't why start now trying to explain away the the the, the content, but if it, yeah, he's like this is how I see you, man. Like you're my, you're the Luke Skywalker in my. It's like fucking what? Yeah. But also they didn't finish it. Dante has this heart attack because they have an argument during the filming of one critical. So this movie isn't finished. But he he apparently had time. While Dante's in the hospital, he's only been there for a little bit, he has time to rush back yeah. with triumphant music and edit the film yeah. <laughs> with sound and everything. I didn't even think about that. Like, <laughs> and bring it back to him. It's just the laziest fucking writing. It's so strange. I get, this apparently took Kevin Smith the best part of a decade. He's been oh, writing. I think he hastily rewrote it after his heart attack because he was touting Clerks even 3 Even then, that's a couple attack. of years. Yeah. That's you know, true. like how how did this pass? You know, because this is really badly, really lazily written. But so I, we well, would be remiss not to mention. Well, I was going to say before we get to the nadir of the film, the other quick okay. thing I wanted to comment on was the music choices, as we've kind of mentioned, were really bizarre. Oh yeah, that lit song! All of a sudden, the lit song, my own worst enemy. You know, and it's like. And then there's also so going back to the dance sequences. There's a scene where they're shooting the f- scene in the beginning of Clerks, which also doesn't even look like the beginning of Clerks because it's fucking. That scene was clearly shot in the daylight, and this is clearly shot at night, even in the black and white on the movie. Yeah, but it's the scene where fucking Jay and Silent Bob are standing out there and they're listening to music and Jay's dancing yeah. or whatever. Oh yeah, what was that? I have no. They fucking chose this idea. really weird music that didn't fit at all. Well, what was even weirder about it is they not only show that... So, now, famously, this is a story from Clerks, is that, like, Jay was not yeah, a he was trained nervous actor. He was and very he, yeah, yeah, shy yeah. and blah, blah, blah. So they put that in by having everyone So they put that in. Away. But then what's extra odd about it is once Jay, movie Jay, starts dancing on camera like he does in the first Clerks, yeah. Kevin Smith, for seemingly no reason, joins in. Yeah. And I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be, like, a touching... I didn't Meta know. Moment? I maybe I was like, do, do I not remember Clerks well enough to? Silent like, does not dance in that. I scene. didn't think so. No, but also the music that they used. No, it's definitely not that. W- what was the, again? It was like the the landslide acoustic guitars or something. It was yeah, like, it was supposed. It felt like it was supposed to be this sentimental meta yeah. moment of like, look, it's these two besties who have been together since the beginning, and they're basically just breaking character on camera yeah. to dance together as buds. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking not. I don't I, know what's I, going. I, on. But no that idea. pales in comparison to this scene later, which I have no idea what's going on in there. I thought they were trying to qu- acquire the mascot head, but they yeah. were also, they were apparently trying to secure the location. So apparently they have to break into movies or something to film they after need to dark. Film the donkey show scene to film from Clerks, Clerks Two. They need to film Clerks they Two. Stick in that there. in there. They need to film all of Clerks Two in there. So here comes a cameo from the great Kate Macucci of Garfunkel. Yeah, and we were wondering what happened to her. And it turns out, here she is. 
So Kate, with no dialogue, Kate, oh, she Bailey, comes in and she says, "I Bailey fucking featured. hate being in this costume." So she, so no, it's she after hours okay. at movies, the fast food restaurant, and it's a bunch of teens out back, and all of and them one are wearing, of them is wearing the, a movies mascot costume at like fucking twelve I, I o'clock they midnight. All were. It seemed like they no, all just were. the one. The oh, others okay. were wearing their uniforms, right? But one of them is wearing a big like animal mascot thing of movie the cow again at about midnight. Yeah. Seemingly, because it's after hours, yeah. after the store closes. Yeah. So she comes out back, and she's wearing it, and she fucking takes her head off. She's like, man, I fucking hate this shit. And then Jay and Silent Bob walk up, and, and in- they all just... Instant dance number. <laughs> instant. <laughs> Nothing explained. <laughs> no. They all just start fucking dancing. To, like... Some hip-hop song. Some I didn't hip-hop know song. what it was. But they were and dancing. I, yeah, I was wondering if that, was that a reference to something, like some kind of viral video that I, Kevin Smith saw. I don't know, but no it was just there. This movie, and also, I don't know if you noticed this, does the movie get more impenetrable as it goes? Yeah. Almost as if he shot it chronologically. <laughs> like he shot like the scenes in script order. I don't know. And then he just started getting kind of bored because I feel like the movie gets hastier. Maybe it's the edit. It gets hasty. The movie gets hastier sure. and hastier as it goes. It might be the edit. He might have been getting bored with the movie. Possibly. As he but that doesn't explain that scene. Like, I don't give a fuck. Cut to the dance. But number. he 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 scripted and organized that scene to be done. Like you don't. Oh no. Yeah. No. It doesn't explain it. <laughs> but just in general. So all no, that being right. said, There's there was bad, one scene. Uh, Kevin Smith does it edit his own films and there was some noticeably maybe just to me but some noticeably shoddy editing in it like that the, the, oh yeah especially again it might not have jumped out at you but the scene where randall at the beginning has had the heart attack and he's sitting in the hospital bed and dante and him are talking and he decides to make the movie the editing there between the two of them is appalling i i don't know how to explain it. it's also partly the way it's shot like you have two angles on randall but they're both quite similar and then one angle on that. Anyway, I won't bore you with editing, Dragon. We don't have time, apparently. But oh, I thought you were talking to the audience. I'm talking to you. Oh. Since we're here, I don't know who's listening. Kevin Smith, hopefully. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be here. I feel bad. being ableist. Well, so, by the way... So <laughs> well, look. Uh, Wait, so, no. So, the Nadir, the one thing that he fucking did not edit... Oh, my Lord. To, to lay it out for him while I pour this drink, because so, that was fucking heinous. So, they decide... To make this movie. Randall gets everyone on board. Then they decide to have an auditions. That host auditions for it. Right? Okay. So they're in this space. And one after another. <laughs> Kevin Smith has gone through his Rolodex of famous people he knows. Or famous is putting it quite strongly for some of them, I think. I didn't recognize some of them. But quite a few that I was like, is that like a friend of his? Like, who is that person? Yeah, or people he's got dirt on. Uh, so you just suddenly see people who are kind of celebrities auditioning for uh, clerks, or the clerks within the clerks, right? Uh, they include Sarah Michelle Gellar, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Freddie Prince Jr. I guess they come as a package deal because they're married. That's funny. So I didn't recognize Freddie Prince Jr. at all. I didn't recognize Sarah Michelle Gellar until the credits. Well, Freddie Prince Jr. This is what's really weird about it. Fred, Freddie Prince Jr. introduces himself as himself. Right. He says, "Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr." Oh, so it's like, wait, wait, what? So in this universe, Freddie Prince Jr. is auditioning for a zero-budget movie in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, but all that, but that, okay. None of the, there's also Danny Trejo. Yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, there's, um, oh my God. What's his face? Uh, well, 
the big one is Ben Affleck, who I think they now he introduces himself as someone else, and I recognize this name. It's Bobby Johnson or something like that. It's a name of someone who was on the VSQ Universe message boards back in the nineties. How do you know that? I can't remember, but I know that. Were you on those message boards? No. In the 90s? Fucking no. Oh, I've never been fair, on yeah. any message board. Yeah. But no, I, I think Kevin Smith has mentioned it, and he mentioned that Ben Affleck used to find it funny. Oh. So that's what... So Ben Affleck is in it, and he's. they have obviously just let him go. They've let oh. him go, and oh my lord, is it not funny. Not a single... I can't remember a thing he said, but... Not only did I not crack a smile during that montage, I frowned. I was, I was made unhappy. Oh, we guys, Lord. we are not exaggerating when we tell you it goes on. It for goes on for ever. three to five minutes. Am I exaggerating? Yeah. No, I, I think, think at least I three. Think you're right, at least three. It goes on for about three minutes of just two to three second shots of every famous person Kevin Smith could again could get, yeah. like could blackmail into doing this, <laughs> reading but, out l- sometimes little bits. So they would, it would clerks, always yeah. usually just be a line from the movie. So be, I'm not even supposed to be here today, or I'll fuck anything that moves. He couldn't pick which one was funnier, so yeah. he just did both. Because mm-hmm. yeah, once you think it's over, it starts with I'm not even. It starts yeah. with I'll fuck anything that moves, and then it goes back. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, you think, okay, well that's done. Yeah, because no. that, that warrants maybe thirty seconds max. Yeah, and then it cuts to you know the the people auditioning, the like, uh, Randall and Dante or whatever, and you think, oh thank God that's over, and then nope, there's more. It just keeps on going. Fred Armisen as well. Fred Armisen, very strange. I don't know where that came well, from. Well, he was in Jane Silent Bob reboot as well. Like, I, oh, was he? Again, I don't know why him He's and Kevin Smith are. Remember when he thought he shouldn't have to pay for his coffee? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think about that every time I see him. Well, that hopefully, hopefully he should have to pay for his coffee. Paid in coffee for this appearance. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, but, so the big names are certainly Sarah Michelle Geller, who I did not recognize. I thought it was Tara Strong, the voice actor. I didn't know who the oh, fuck she no, was. No, Sarah Michelle Geller and um, Freddie Prince Jr., her husband. So yes. again, package deal. Uh, Fred Armisen, get- Ben Affleck, of course. Uh, Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. And then some who I was like, oh, I, I sort of recognize them. So all four of True TV's Impractical Jokers were in there. No, is that who they were? Yes. I thought I recognized Which is some. why yeah. later on he said, you're better than any of those Jokers in the audition. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yes. Impractical Jokers. It Brian. starts with Brian Quinn, who you expect, because Brian Quinn oh, yeah. is associated with the Smodco podcast yeah. network, because he was on Tell Him Steve yeah. Dave. Is on Tell him At Steve least Dave. that makes some sort but of then, sense. But then, then yeah. when they got him in there, they were like, "Can we get the other?" Because it, it it happens kind of like drip drop. Where I'm like, "Oh, there's that Sal Volcano," and then it's like, "Oh wait, there's the other." Oh right. God, all four are going to be. It's a package deal. Package deal. You got package deals on all of them. Uh, yeah, couldn't get Matt Damon. No, Matt, <laughs> Damon is, Matt Damon's busy. Well, he was in the reboot though. So uh, who was the who was the black guy in that? I don't know. Again, he looked familiar. Very was it familiar. Like Mike Epps or something like that? I don't know. He did look familiar, though. You know who it might have been? Was it the guy who was in Hollyweed with him? Oh, God. That that failed pilot. Yeah. Um, quite possibly. I don't know. But it was that was awful. Yeah. That was really... Some of it's in the... You can watch the trailer and you'll see a bit of that. Now, imagine that going on for... Really, about three minutes. It's really uncool. Yeah, it's not like okay. it should be outlawed. And again, it got no laughs. It's like the Geneva Convention should no step laughs. in on that one. Not a single laugh. Not even a oh, yeah. Nothing. So we come out. You know, no applause when it ends. It's a fucking bummer. Everyone hates it. 
I yeah, I would, I would assume so. I look, well, no, 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 I hold on. on like, let, so let's spoil the ending properly then. We've oh right, it. yes. But yes. yeah, Dante just fucking dies. <laughs> he actually <laughs> dies in a last minute desperate in the grab fantasy. For yeah, so so he's watching this movie in the hospital while he's all chewed up. Um, in a fantasy sequence, he's in an empty movie theater, and Rosario Dawson, his wife, comes and sits next to him and. She says something, and he's like, oh, look at this, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, it's not over. And he's like, no, but I'm ready. Let's get out of here. And they leave. And I'm just thinking, this is so fucking unearned. This has come out of nowhere. You're killing off your character. for no no sense He had a heart attack because he got in an argument. Yeah, and now his day. Now his day. And I was thinking, yeah. Now were you? So they leave the theater, and presumably he dies. Well, were you thinking? I was absolutely sure that it does that thing where it fades and it goes to like a rainy day, and it pans down, and you're in a graveyard, and there's like a black umbrella. And I was absolutely thinking to myself, it's going to be someone else's funeral, or it's going to be for the movie, or something like that. All that was my thought as well. But no, no, they killed Dante Hicks. He's dead. He's dead. And Officialist the, Universe lore, Dante Hicks yes. is fucking dead. And the only people at his funeral are the people who are in Close 3. And, and all the actors. AMC's comic book men. Oh, really? Are, are they there? Oh, Michael Zavsik, Brian Johnson, oh, I didn't Ming Chen, and Walter Flanagan. Uh, and uh, Kevin Smith's daughter is there, too. Um, yeah, that one was cause fucking she's Because Jay, she's Jay's daughter, I guess. Oh, is that what was going on there? I guess. I guess in it's continuity, not, that's who, well, they she don't have the any yoga hosers. They don't have any scene. No, because in the viewers, skew, that's not viewers. That's not viewers. You're right. Universe. You know what? Uh, apologies to the in viewers. The clerks, that's the Great White North trilogy. Yes, <laughs> my bad. Which is still unfinished. Tusk yoga hosers and Moose Jaws coming Moose to the theater near you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, she's there all of a sudden. Um, and then Jane Silent Bob, and then all the bit part actors from the movie they were just shooting. Yes, that that's who's at his funeral. Okay. Uh, he is actually dead. Elias is giving the speech in the makeup. In the makeup, they're still doing it. There's no joke. They couldn't um, drop it for even one second. Yep, there's no joke. Uh, uh, Jeff um, Randall gives a, a little speech, which is unremarkable. <laughs> I, I, I it wasn't that even was, good. No, it was like again lazily. I think he rushed the writing at the end. Yeah. Um, that's the end of the movie. That nothing happens with the movie they shot. No. It doesn't... No. We assume it's finished, but... No, the the big ending of the movie... Oh, right. The big victorious ending is that, uh, for, for some convoluted reasons, uh, Dante had to stake uh, uh, 50% collateral in the, in the corner shop to his ex-fiance, who lent them the money to make the movie. And then she comes and she's like, well, now you owe me 30 grand. Then, all of a sudden... Fucking Elias. Wouldn't you know? His crypto uh, NFT thing suddenly pays off at that very instant, and uh, they pay her off, and that's the end of the movie. That yeah. is the end of the movie. Nothing happens and with the film they the made. the end of the Askewniverse. God, could, one you could know, only so, hope. The funny thing is, I'm like, <laughs> you know the guy's going to try somehow, some, some way to do a Clerks 4. Well, yeah, it'll be two girls. It'll if be Rosario Dawson and Harley Quinn Smith. Oh God! I mean, <laughs> of, well, oh, you, know, you know there's going to be a Clerks Junior coming up with well, Harley it, Quinn it, Smith and Lily Depp. Horses. That's what he thought. Yoga. Yeah, I guess you're was. right. Yeah. Huh? yeah, but uh, fucking that. I, I mean, it only just occurred to me. It's like, oh yeah, not that uh, you know, not that I had anything invested in like the plot of Randall making this movie, yeah. but nothing happens. 
It's also funny because it, 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 it seems might like as it's well supposed have to never be like happened. a faux sweet ending almost, or like a bittersweet ending. But it's just abjectly miserable if you consider even like the kind of touching ending they're supposed to be doing at the end. It's like they just got through establishing the fact that Randall has absolutely nothing in his life. Yeah. Including this movie, which seemingly goes nowhere if the ending of the yeah, movie is to be believed. He just works at the convenience store and the movie is never mentioned again. Yeah. And then the only thing he has in his life just fucking croaks on him. After we just got done hearing that dude give a whole speech about how, like, losing someone you love is tantamount to a death itself. Yes. And then he just... That's what he said. Because he lost his wife and kid. Yeah. And so he was like, I died. I was the one who fucking died. Then he actually dies. And then he actually dies. Immediately afterwards. And then (laughs) Jeff Anderson is just there forever, I guess. Yeah. Living a life of fucking solitude and misery. There's no silver lining whatsoever, except that he now gets to hang out with Elias in his goth makeup. Yeah. And and Elias doesn't seem to give a flying fuck about him. No. He's running around with kites and NFTs. Like, (laughs) it's supposed to be like this cute ending as they pan out from the clerk. And he's running around, and it just looks like he fucking wants to kill himself at the end. Because yeah. he's just like, he looks sad, and then he starts leaping through a magazine, and Elias is running around in goth makeup with yeah. a kite, and then at the Jane end... Jane and Silent Bob are running around. And then at the end, much like at the end of Clerks 2, where you have the fucking... The not milk. even the end of Clerks 1, by the way, but at the end of Clerks 2, where you have the milkmaid yeah, yeah. played by but now, Kevin Smith's mother. But now it's, Ke- now it's, now it's Kevin, Kevin Smith's daughter. daughter. And guess what? It's oat milk now, instead of cow oh, milk. For, so I didn't notice that. Yeah. Well spotted. It was well spotted. For fuck's sake. Oh, that's another one who ends, uh, who makes an appearance in the auditions. Which makes even Kevin less Smith's. sense, by the way. No, no, no stop, stop, stop. Kev- expire. Kevin Smith's mom. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's also auditioning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She says she something says, I like, she gives a line, and then she's like, oh, whoever wrote this, their mother should be ashamed. And she's fucking right, but about Clerks 3. <laughs> about this movie. <laughs> Dude, again, it's like, to anyone not, to not, I, I would, I, you know, I would say to anyone who hasn't seen Clerks 1 or 2, this movie would make absolutely no sense. But, like, fair enough, you know, you could say that of a lot of sequels. Sure. That's fine. You presuppose that you've seen the other two movies. You would need to not only have seen the other two movies very recently, but also be fully aware of almost every other aspect of Kevin Smith's career and it, life. It is true. In in order to even start breaking the like, it, we are more familiar, I would imagine, with Kevin Smith than most people are. Maybe than anyone, <laughs> anyone that then, I know. Well, no, I mean, some of the people wearing blankets in the theater probably a bit uh, more. That's true. They probably still go to Hollywood Babylon. But Ralph Garman also Ralph Garman is in the turned up looking fucking terrifying. <laughs> I don't know if it was just a the lighting or ghoul. that was ghoulish. That was yeah. crazy looking. Ooh. That is the fucking most. It's like a jump scare because it's cutting from like Sarah Michelle Gellar, Freddie Prince Jr., and then it's suddenly Ralph Garman, and you're like, oh my god, it the fuck like happened? To him? Skin stretched that little it's waxy. Crazy it's horrible. Oh, but. Uh, yeah, like we're you know more okay with kept the the Kevin Smith extended universe <laughs> yeah and i don't know some like, like i'm saying so like the, the the black the high school credit i'm like what is this referring to it's given a lot of prominence but yeah what is it for what i was lost completely and the, uh, they they drop in a few gags like you know a little like a dig at seth rogan sort of 
It was it? Well, I don't remember that. It's just like, oh, I'm not having any ad lib. Uh, you know, what is this? Uh, Seth Rogen? Oh, And okay. it's like, well, why does this store clerk know what Seth Rogen's like to work with on set? Well, that's, I mean, that's well known. No, not no, no. That is Kevin. It's Kevin Smith speaking. Like you just know that. Dude, like, oh, I, I mean, straight up. If I like, here's the movie. We're making Clerks, but we're in Clerks three, and we're making Clerks one. Who would ever put that in a movie? That yeah. fucking line or oh, some God, variation. Yeah. It's like we were just talking about classical music on today's episode. It's like a fucking sonata. <laughs> it's a variation on a theme that gets introduced <laughs> and they just fucking take it all over yeah. the scale, dude. Yeah. Every fucking ten seconds. Oh, that's not is gonna a, be a sequel. Is what a am who I would ever put that yeah, in a movie yeah. type of fucking line. I think uh by the way, I noticed a very obvious difference between the trailer and, and this. The, uh Kevin Smith I think lost his nerve on one meta gag. Because it does not make it into the movie. Which is what? Which, uh, the line is still there, but it's a different shot. Uh, where someone's talking about a sequel, and... Oh, yeah, if I die oh, at the end, yeah, then there'll be like no sequel. He's like waving over the like, shoulder in the trailer, right? He, well, he's on the other side of the camera for a start. Yeah, yeah uh, so they use a completely different take, a different shot, I think. Uh, where, you know, um, Randall says, What, a sequel? What am I? A hack? And then it cuts back to Kevin Smith going, he's like, I'm waving at the camera. Yeah. That's, that's gone from the movie. Which, yeah. good, okay, fair enough, that was smart. Showed smart some restraint. So, yeah, but unfortunately you didn't fix the rest of your fucking film. I would truly Oof, love... God, it's so bad. I would truly love <laughs> if... Uh, I mean, if there was like an extended cut of this movie. Oh, I wouldn't. Because I'm fascinated long to enough. know... I'm fascinated to know what got put on the cutting What's room floor. What's on the cutting room floor? I guarantee... Oh, like, what did Kevin Smith show restraint? I, I, I mean that that audition se- sequence. I bet there's more. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll bet. I oh. Bet. apparently this is the best they did. The one, <laughs> the one last thing I want to say about the audition sequence before we go is it's mostly just people saying the lines, right? Yes. Or some little unrelated joke, like the guy comes out. He's like, "I'm recently divorced." Which, by the way, Joe Gatto, that impractical Joker, is actually recently divorced. So that was interesting. But, um. He, it's usually just and then and then occasionally it will be a little meta riff like like you said Ben Affleck doing lion face lemon face which is in Jane Silent oh, Bob's that, that's back. what you open with and you're just like oh my god yeah yeah the most fucking but again it doesn't make sense because in the viewers universe Ben Affleck exists as Holden as well he should be Holden like what yeah he, he is yeah. he is Ben Maybe Affleck is Holden, Holden. But in this, he's doing the Lion Face, Lemon Face, which is Ben Affleck playing Ben Affleck. Well, he's actually Bartleby from Dogma. <laughs> also in the... Okay, okay, no, look. I, I can forgive him playing multiple different characters. Yeah. What I can't really forgive, though, is that he's doing a bit from another character he's played, which is also Ben Affleck. Yeah, well, I guess then it... Well, then there's continuity But there. he's not Ben Affleck in this. He introduces himself as, like, oh, you're whatever right. that name is. Yeah, wait, you're right. Hold on. And also, wouldn't they be like, wow, Ben Affleck, you, of, of course you get the role. Because <laughs> you're a fucking Ben Affleck, and we've only got thirty grand for this movie, but you're gonna the most do it. egregious one like, of those. Though the most egregious little ad lib in the audition sequence is Danny Trejo, and he does it in Spanish. He does it a few times. And at one point, they cut back, and it just for absolutely no reason. He just goes, and of course, I always carry my machete. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? I know. So is it's like, wait, are, are you Danny movie? Trejo then? Maybe he's machete. I don't know who the fuck he is. Yeah, and then um, uh, fucking Ethan Supley turns up for a second. 
Oh, and he yells about the, the sailboat the, the, scooter The sailboat thing. from Mallrats. Now, so that like, actually, I was like, I'll forgive that maybe that so guy maybe from Mallrats grew up to audition. character. Because he says, oh, yeah. I drew from a deep place for that. Yeah. All right, fair enough. The Machete thing, I felt like actually was a microcosm of the whole film, which is this makes <laughs> ill no <laughs> fucking sense. It's ill thought out. It's unpleasant. But Kevin Smith is just like, oh, that's great. Yeah, like, on it's, the day, it's it's un- un- that's awesome. It's genuinely unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it. I mean, I, I'm definitely gonna see his next movie. <laughs> These are getting worse and worse. <laughs> I I maintain We're, that Jay and Silent Bob reboot is worse. But oh, to I don't be think fair, so. they tread similar territory. They tread yeah. similar territory. I think Jay and Silent Bob is more obnoxious. This is at least quieter. It's at least it's more boring than outright annoying and offensive. Uh, so I think for that reason, I prefer it. It is not a good film. Well, you know what's coming means. up next, dude. What's that? Mallbrats is definitely going to get made at this oh. rate with reboot and then this Mallbrats is definitely going to be oh, them. Well, let's hope, and not. it's going to be about them making a movie or doing something, doing saving a mall. No, he that can't. He won't, get, he, won't, he won't get Jason Lee. He needs Jason Lee if he's he going to do no, that. No, he doesn't. No, the whole point of Mallbrats is that it's fucking Harley Quinn Smith and oh, whoever he's else. Do it with, uh, it's the next generation, and he actually will get Jason Lee. They're on good get, terms. He won't get Jason Lee. I'll have you know, sir, that Jason Lee has completely retired from acting and doesn't even want to be seen anymore. Well, I don't know about all that. Yeah. But I do know that he was just at the movie's pop-up store on Melrose. I believe that. Which but he has wanna... re-popped up. Oh, God. And he came and he came and he and he done a like a three hour podcast with Kevin Smith. Yeah, I believe that. But I don't think. OK, well, maybe uh, Jason. Maybe London... they were filming. <laughs> Jason <laughs> London has style. gone like insane. The, the other guy in Mallrats, he, he's gone mad. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Not, he's not well. He, like, shit himself or something. And, well, I'm surprised they got Marilyn Gigliotti back for this one. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, and we should of. tap on, on that. <laughs> I almost forgot. So Marilyn Gigliotti comes back to reprise her role. Someone who has never been in any other Kevin Smith movie, yeah. nor any other movie. No, she wasn't in Close S- to or anything because, like that. Or well, any other. She's, she's not, not an actress. terribly good actor. Um, oh, well, be fair. We just met her. <laughs> well, hold on. We've decided that she's actually our favorite actor. Yeah, so. um, and when she agreed to do a podcast. Yeah. I've <laughs> been sitting on the couch. Yeah, we're waiting time. for her. Yeah. <laughs> she's coming in. She's coming um, over. So she, well, notoriously, I don't know if you know this or not, but notoriously, she. Um, who, wait, who does she play in Close? Because I don't know her she, name. She so. plays, I forget the character's name. I'm, she's, the girlfriend right who, she's the girlfriend of How Dante. many days did you saw? You know, like, yeah, she's, she's that the girlfriend. main female lead in Close. In Close, yeah. What the fuck is her character's name? I have no idea. And it's fucked up because they were so just. Like si- or something, something weird. It's like. Li- Lindsay? Uh, I, I don't know. know. Who gives a fuck? But. She suddenly appears in this a movie. Deeply, another crazy unearned moment, by the way, mm-hmm. where she fucks Dante. Oh God, tasteless. Well, no. So she goes. She runs into the store, angry. The the scene where oh God. So yeah, yeah again, it makes no sense. Makes her into a sex maniac. But yeah, the scene where it's like, oh, how many days did you start? Is in yeah. the movie because I guess in this version of Clerks, that's based on her actually. Yeah, because they exist. Yeah, I mean, anyway, yeah. she runs in all angry, and then she says something like, "Yeah, you, you know, reduced oh, my character to just a sex maniac." 
Well, you don't have a family or something like that. She oh, says yeah, that. No, yeah. So she says that, and then they get in a fight, and she says, I have a family. You don't have a family. Yeah, and then it's like, you know, slow emotionalism on Dante, whose wife has died, and she apparently knows this and goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And, like, she goes runs and cries. out. She just cries and runs out to her car. Then immediately Dante gets in the car with her, and he's like, please don't cry. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, why is he comforting her? But then they uh, just bang. All of a sudden. And then, yeah, at the end of their scene, she just goes, so you want to fuck? Yeah. And then they fuck and then completely inexplicably. And th- that's the end of that. But now we know she's in the movie. Except, yeah, it is the end of that because they have no existing relationship after that. No. There's no romance between them. No, and, and wasn't like part of the point of him, you know, him and it really these... just undercuts their relationship because well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah he's having these conversations like, with whatever. Yeah, so you think, all right, well, that's some kind of turning point where he's moved on with, I mean, a, a woman from his past, but yeah. still. Uh, but no, that, that's the end of that. Yeah. That's but it's not. At the end, he's reunited with Rosario exactly. Dawson. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Who's so apparently getting dicked down by Frederick Douglass and yeah. fucking, fucking Booker T. Washington yeah. and shit. So but I don't know what's going on. He's happy to waltz off into the afterlife with her. Yeah. Yeah. Leaving behind her. I mean, it, it just... No, it, none of it. it it's, it's so terribly written. <laughs> It's almost baffling. We're not doing it justice. It feels like... I really <laughs> recommend you see this film, because it's crazy. It's, it's difficult to explain just how weird it is. And, and, that, yeah. and it's almost like the more we know about Kevin Smith and his life, the more insane the movie is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. we see every weird little self-indulgent move he's making. Yeah. I don't um, know if it'd be weirder if you just like went in blind and I saw that movie. That would be really odd, I think. I think then you just think it's just like a weird, bad movie. Well, but when you know it's like, oh, he put in that weird vegan line because he's vegan. Well, you know. Yeah. Which I'm surprised wasn't dwelled on more. Because he yeah. had an opportunity. If anything, I was disappointed. He did, in reboot. he did it in Jane's Island. That's the other thing. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a retread of reboot yeah. in a lot of ways. But then I think he, re- he must have realized that and gone, okay, well, right, we've done the heart attack and the vegan. Right, that's fine. But now we'll focus on something completely different. What's also really crazy about his last few movies is that they all reference his earlier work. I mean, at this point, his early work. Yeah. They all reference movies that are like from like 2005 and before. He's obviously gotten no iconic or memorable or quotable lines in any of his new movies <laughs> yeah, that no. when he does all these callbacks, you know? <laughs> no. I, I mean, you do sort of wonder what's going on with him because he's... He, He's just in a, vict- a shameless victory lap, I think. I don't think he yeah. cares either. Yeah, I wonder. I, I mean, I sort of wonder about him. Uh, like, what his motivation is. He's again, okay. <laughs> no, not, I mean, obviously he's fine, but it's also like, well, you don't have to do any of this. You, you can uh, quite easily do your, your podcasting and stuff like that. And, uh, oh, yeah, he's that bored pretty, of that. Yeah, he never making, does that. He's not, ma- he's not going to make a ton of money off Jan Sandberg uh, or this, for that matter. Um, I think he is because I think he gets a big percentage of the take because he just. Yeah, but how I big think is he, like, the take? these movies. Yeah, but how big is the take? You know, like not, big enough not to not make a profit. Big. I bet that movie didn't cost more than two million dollars. No, oh, for sure he's making a profit, but it's unnecessary. It's definitely it, like he he doesn't have to do he's it. He's gonna make more if the movies it. pop up. Yeah, but it, it, but it's ruining his legacy, and he, I think he's smart enough to know that. Oh, I, I don't mean, think he's that deluded that he thinks, oh, this is the best work I've done. The man's I think a he drug wa- addict. He fucking- <laughs> 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 no, I think he was, like, for a little while, I think he was kind of coming out of movies and being like, this is, like, the, this is my opus. Yeah. I think even up to Tusk, maybe, I think he had that yeah. kind of thing. And to be fair, with movies like Red State, you could be like, 
Okay, I see why you might have thought that. New, yeah. You were trying something more serious and like more yeah, proper a movie or whatever. Um, I I think since you know it's been shameful. yoga hosers and I think he just it's just clear by you know remember how everyone said that like Jersey Girl was the absolute nadir of his career and like even Jersey he Girl's was the- like wow I can't believe Dude, Jersey like Girl is movie. if nothing else is competent yeah. the the reason it's kind of a bit shite is that it's Kevin Smith trying to do a PG thirteen like kind of yeah rom com family. Yeah. Light I fucking high. like that movie. Now I do, yeah. yeah. Like, at the time, I was like, oh, "This is Kevin Smith kind of selling out and yeah. doing something wimpy." But no, look, go back and watch that. That's like that feels like a real film. Yeah, this does not. No. James Bond Bob reboot certainly does. It's doesn't. so crazy how much he. Well, what it shows. I mean, I really, I hate to blame it all on weed. I, it, that, that's the this one. This is the work of yeah. someone with an absolute. Disregard. <laughs> well, crippling addiction, obviously. Crippling drug habits. <laughs> yes. But more so, I think the weed just makes him not give a fuck about his artistic output. Yeah. Like, this movie Although he's looks become like, more prolific. This movie looks like... It, well, that's because this movie looks like it was shot in 12 days. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well it's crazy been. even... It can't just be budget. When you look at how these movies are shot, like Clerks 2... Looks like it was shot by Scorsese compared to Clerks 3. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he always used to disparage him, you know, like his his filmmaking capabilities. He was like, I'm more, you know, I write scripts yeah, and I and write characters. Yeah, his filmmaking was more, it was, it was, just very like, it was standard. competent, but no frills. Yeah, yeah. This is incompetent. It is incompetent. Yeah. That, and that's kind of what I'm wondering about when I mentioned, like, that editing. And stuff. Yeah. I was like, I've not really, well, probably Jane Silent Bob Reboot, but I was like, I haven't really noticed bad editing in his movies. They've always been... More or less, you know, kind of competent. I think he's just getting worse or not caring as much. Just be, uh, being lazy, probably. So the movie ends and we stand up. We watch a little <sighs> bit of the credits and I stand up and I'm like, yeah, I don't need to stay through the credits. And we walk out kind was, of barely I'm containing sure our there, giggles. I'm sure there was an end credit sequence. I'm sure. It was, it was probably Jason Mewes being like, what, man? You think this is a Marvel movie? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. and so anyway, you get out and then fucking... There we're walking out. We're barely containing our commentary and our laughter. We're kind of giggling. <laughs> and we're like, "What the fuck was that?" And we there's someone fucking annoyingly standing in front of us. I thought it was a yeah. couple of fans taking, taking a picture a in front, front of the, of the post three poster. Yeah, yeah. And we're going in, and I didn't know what exactly this woman said because I think she said like "let them in," but I think she was talking to us, like "get yeah, out of the way of the through. picture." But I looked at her, and I was like, oh, well, that's the woman we just saw in the movie. Yeah. So that was Marilyn Gigliotti yeah. in the theater of the cinema, of the half-empty Cinemark. In North Hollywood. In North Hollywood. And I'm like, she must have been in the auditorium with us or yeah. something. But she was taking a picture with a fella of hers. I don't know who he was. Some, like, young dude. He, he looked handsome. Kind of, he looked yeah. famous and handsome. That's why I thought he was the famous guy until I saw her. Yeah, that's what I, I thought, see, too. I was like, oh, yeah. is that guy... Did, like, did he do a cameo in the movie? But no, it's like a reminder or something. Fucking Marilyn Gigliotti is there in the North Hollywood Theater, and we just walk by, and I look at her, I'm like... Oh, that's fucking odd. And then we decided to come here to podcast because we didn't want... And she was still out in the parking lot. We didn't want Marilyn Gigliotti to hear us making fun of her movie. Yeah, well, so to be fair, she, she wasn't the worst is... thing, isn't it? Could have could, told her that. <laughs> hey, you were by far not you the worst were thing about this movie. You were almost as funny as Elias in goth makeup. <laughs> oh, oh, my lord. But, yeah, and then she was just... But I'm wondering why she was here. 
I would have assumed she was a Jersey local. What I I would have assumed she was a Jersey local as well. Uh, famously, by the way, and the this movie that by the she way never was worked with Kevin and... Smith again. Is she came out and talked a lot of shit about him afterward? Oh, really? So I guess fences have been mended. Oh, well, yeah, she was like, oh, that movie was foul mouthed or whatever. I think she was really? like a born again or something weird like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, but at the cinema in North Hollywood for whatever reason. Should and it's like this, this movie was playing in multiple theaters tonight, <laughs> what as she? Max found out. Yeah, <laughs> firsthand. What if, it, what? What if she moved out here because she she thought that was a finally <laughs> her big break? Big break. <laughs> She's like, it's finally my opportunity to get on these auditions. Oh well, you know, pocket uh, full of dreams. Fifty-four-year-old Marilyn Gigliotti. She's hired an agent. Yeah, that's the guy. That's yeah. <laughs> this is the oh beginning of it all. Lord. Oh, I God. I, I really got to go, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm fucking, the theater's going to get fucking robbed if I don't get there. <laughs> By all the alcoholics. Oh, yeah, well, I guess they are in there, huh? They're in there. Well, we should, I should still go. All right. I well, take care that, of dog, too. That's close three told. There it is. <laughs> I mean, out of five stars. <laughs> I can't give it a star. It's, hard, I, it's not a movie. It's not. It's, it's, it's a. It's an artistic statement. Isn't no. It's not. It's what a, was it's, it a statement it's, on? It's a provocation. It's not even a statement on like movie making or a statement on the characters. Even really, the nothing is feel nothing is hollow. said in this movie that wasn't said in Clerks One. At, at, at least Clerks Two. There's something to be said for. Everyone keeps calling it a swan song. I don't think he's not going to make another movie after this. He's got a lot of years left in him. Well, I think people are calling it a swan song because critics can't be bothered to review it properly. And they just think, oh, well, someone dies at the end of it. So it's a swan yeah. song. I mean, That's it. I'll just say this. I, I think that it's it's fascinating and almost de- depressing <laughs> thinking about Clerks, which is probably his only movie that still kind of holds up. Well, you're, you're a big Chasing Amy dogma. fan, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, but like Clerks is I was like about to say, widely you think, considered one of his best yeah, movies. Yeah, I was about to say, do you think that this and certainly, you know, the other recent things he's done, but especially Clerks 3, do you think that's retroactively kind of diminished the first two? Because everyone said uh, Clerks I think Clerks 2 is actually decent yeah, for a Clerks sequel. 2. It's not great, and it really doesn't hold up. But I remember seeing that and being like, that's about as good a sequel as we could have hoped for. Yeah. This is not. This is about not. As good of so, a do you think it maybe is re- it may has, may have diminished the merits of the first, knowing where it's going? Now I, that you know where it's going, can you pretend that it didn't happen? I don't know. I mean, I'll just say this: it's it's fucking staggering. If you put them side by side, if you were to do a back to back, just Clerks one and Clerks three. You would think that the it's first one was made by a fucking, teenager. It's fucking yeah, and the third one, the was, third made one was made by a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but I've said this like about you're Kevin watching Smith. a man's skills fucking depreciate. Yeah, like atrophy. Yeah, it's really bizarre. I've said that about Kevin Smith before too. I'm like the guy who was on stage in an evening with Kevin Smith. One, yeah. that should be the old dude. Yeah. Now we got this old dude who is, you know. Mentally deficient, and it's not like it's not like what people said about like the Star Wars movies, where they were like, "Oh, fucking George Lucas, the first three were so good, and then he made the pre- the prequel trilogy, and it was terrible." Uh. It's like, well, no, he made a lot of choices that were maybe not good, but they were about the same in terms of their cinematic competence. 
no, I mean, I, I'm not a Star Wars fan enough to comment, but no, I, would I remember just them say, being I would really, just say, really bad. Yeah, but I mean, the first trilogy isn't exactly fucking brilliant either. It just has a fun world. Yeah. But this is actually like a genuine, like he forgot everything he knew about filmmaking I, over the course yeah, of his I, life. I am confident. Very, and I, I wouldn't say, I, I criticize movies all the time, but often I can acknowledge, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't do that much better. I am very confident I can make a better movie than this. Oh, certainly. I, I mean, think you it, could, too. I think yeah. any, almost anyone who has seen it's a few like, movies could. It's like Flowers for Algernon, where he fucking, <laughs> he's, now he's in the depreciating, like he's going back to it's being wearing the, off. Yeah. the Arsler janitor at the end of the fucking book. Like, it's wearing off. Yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> it, it is really odd, though, because he's become more prolific. I would, th- uh, maybe not. It seems like he has. Well, he's certainly a little hiatus include- there. Well, yeah, if you include all the podcasts and the fucking weird pilots and the TV things and the whatever, he's pretty prolific right now. He's always working, but his quality has never been worse. In the future? No, Yoga Hoses is worse. I still haven't Yoga seen Hoses that. Yoga Hoses is worse. It's a worse film. Yeah. I still haven't seen that. Even worse. In the future, um, like Dare and all those anti-smoking weed campaigns that they do at high schools yeah. are just going to give Kevin you a Smith's complete face. box set of <laughs> Kevin Smith movies and say, watch them chronologically. This is your brain. Here's when he started smoking weed. Yeah, this is and your brain And it's actually before Red State is when he really started getting heavy into weed. That's right. So they're going to show you, like, look, it's going to feel like you're really creative and, yeah. and at your peak but it'll at, only at last, first. It'll only last but a minute. But look where you'll wind up 10 years of, prolo- of, of excessive marijuana smoking later. Yeah. You're going to be stupid. You're gonna forget what you knew how to do already. You're gonna, yeah. You're gonna have no standards. You're gonna have no standards. You're gonna put in no effort in your life. Yeah. You are going to ruin your own brain and life with marijuana. It's honestly, it's hard to say that isn't what's happened. It's 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 absolutely what's happened. Yeah. I mean, coupled with a bunch of other things like you know, fucking living in Hollywood. Well, I think and- having too much. Like he's always had. More, more so. He, he was an early adopter of like the internet and having more direct contact with his fandom. Yeah, and that I think already was having bad yeah. influences on him as early as well, certainly Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. But Jane Silent again, looking back, that looks fine. It's not. I mean, you know, it is just fan service he's, and it's kind of stupid. And it's yeah. not really a movie. But he's too young to be taking victory laps. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. did it, it 20 years ago. Yeah, and now <laughs> he's, he's doing victory, victory laps lap on the victory lap. He's referencing <laughs> the victory lap. Yeah. He's like, you fucking remember Lion Face, Lemon Face? Yep. From that other movie I did that was a callback to all my old yeah. movies? And James Silent Bob reboot was a reboot of that victory lap. Dude, but the- bear in mind, he said at the time that James Silent Bob Strike Back was the, Supposed to be the end, the end of, of the viewer's universe, which was a smart decision. And, and also, then he did Jersey Girl, and then he bitched out. Yeah, he freaks out because he got some, you know, people, you know, trying to make a more serious movie. He had to take more serious criticism, and uh, he, yeah, uh, he panicked and he, went he right back to Clerks. He absolutely panicked, and he went right back to Clerks. You're exactly right. And it, and it to was because he wanted people just to like him again. Yeah. People to say, oh, good. Yeah. Kevin Smith's doing that. You know, it's crazy again. when you watch the documentary on how Clerks 2 got made. He turned down some pretty big offers Is to right? go back to Clerks 2. He was supposed to direct, like, some super he was in the talks to direct some major studio superhero movies oh. and stuff. It's not probably, like Jersey Girl. Thing you didn't, it's not like Jersey Girl got him blacklisted. Yeah, like his fans might not have liked it. It might have been critically panned because it was a bad moment because of the Ben and Jen stuff. Yeah, that was the main thing I think. Um, but I think it did competently and like it definitely didn't get him blackballed because he was still getting big fucking fat offers. Right. 
And he went back to the well clerks too because, like you said, going all the way back to the episode we did earlier today, wants people to suck his dick. He needs the adulation. Yeah. He needs the fandom, and that's what he's getting now. Like you know, he he I think is pretty sure by this point the his fans, the ones that are going to go to clerks and make contact with him afterwards, are going to love it. And it's oh, because yeah. they have no standards. They're going to be excited because they, they saw fucking Jason Muse's leathery face. <laughs> Looking like a fucking sea turtle. You know, I do wonder, though, if there's a breaking point even for them. Because even for those fans that go to, you know, watch Jay stool humping. By the way, we old. definitely saw some Hollywood Babylon Jay and Silent Bob get old fans in the audience today. Oh, I today. think it was almost exclusive, yeah. <laughs> the fucking audience for this movie was all covered in blankets. They're all frail, yeah. <laughs> like a hospice it was it weird was so yeah. weird. they all bought blankets <laughs> again as we were leaving though but here's where it gets weird and mysterious as we were leaving we saw someone coming out of a different auditorium yeah with a fucking blanket wrapped around yeah. them and I now was bear like, in mind this- if you're listening in the future we are in los angeles during like a record street <laughs> yeah, heat wave yeah it has been averaging was, over 100 degrees degrees today and we're just coming yeah. off of a week where it was regularly over 104 yeah 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 uh and this theater doesn't I don't think it has a reputation for being especially cold. We, we were in there. I was not. comfortable. I'm in shorts and a t-shirt, and, and I, I was not cold, cold. You know? Yeah. You have bad circulation. Yeah. Due to poor diet. <laughs> yeah. But nothing compared to these guys. <laughs> it was like, they were huddled up. I was expecting up. to see a fucking, like, one of those IV bags like on a, a rolling dialysis thing. Yeah. machine. Yeah. They, maybe they've all had heart attacks. <laughs> there was a fucking, you could hear. The- you know what that's it? Maybe they, they're all vid- Widowmaker survivors that like Kevin Smith has, <laughs> he's bust them out to, to the screenings of his film. Well, it took me a long time to realize that the pacemaker noises weren't part of the soundtrack. <laughs> it's just, just the audience behind us. <laughs> the, the wheelchair seat was taken up by someone in a yeah. full iron lung that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking that either all widow maker survivors who have who have been bust out by kevin smith much like uh uh i know i think like schindler's list they bust out all the holocaust survivors families uh, so maybe it's maybe it's a kind of initiative like that or since kevin smith is their spiritual king They've all become vegan and done it really poorly because yeah, they're they they've the become right nutrients. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they've become vegan they're because Kevin Smith said life, so. Protein but powder. they're still in the mindset of Kevin Smith, you know, eating junk food all the time. Yeah, so they're just, just like, all right, we're, we're bean, subsisting black on bean shit at Taco Bell. Not even, not oh, yeah. even. No, no, they're eating what like you know what would be served in movies, just ignoring the meat part. They, so yeah, they're getting like, the burger just without the meat. <laughs> they're getting the fries. They're getting, yeah. you know, like, so now they're all, yeah, nutri- nutritionally deficient and shivering in the cold. <laughs> in the mild, like, what, 75, 80 degrees yeah. that it was in there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, fuck. Quite a showing. Quite a showing. Marilyn Gigliotti. I'm glad we went. Marilyn Gigliotti being there, it was the most surreal... <laughs> yeah, to, to fucking cap it all off. At first, I was like, oh, I recognize. Her. I was like, oh, are they all here? Is yeah. this the one they went in on? Oh, like I that? hope so. I hope that like in the next auditorium was Brian O'Halloran. Well, I bet Kevin Smith is somewhere tonight because oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it seems like this I must have been. Like, a, I think they're touring it around. Well, this must have been a premiere, right? I don't know. Just given the fact that it was pre- it was showing at the same it's time been, in so many theaters. If it was, it was only a West Coast premiere because he's been doing a road show of this movie for like a month now. Oh, okay. So the yeah, reviews I've are I've seeing people talking about it online. Yeah. But he does turn up for, you know, he turns up at like 
events. Yeah, quite no, often. I mean, it would not at all shock me to go to like the ArcLight this week and find him there, being like, "Hey, man, uh, we're gonna do a four-hour Q and A at the end of this one." Oh god, yeah, and it would be too. Yeah. I remember I bought like when I first came out to LA, and I was excited just to see you know anything. Uh, I deliberately bought a copy of Jane Silent Bob Get Old Live in Australia, like Fuck the DVD. Yes. Uh, because if you bought an Amoeba, you get uh, exclusive tickets to an exclusive talk by Kevin Smith and Jay Muse, like across the street in some like random little, like a lecture hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went to that, and oh my god, they went on for about four and a half hours, and it wasn't a podcast or anything. They were just chatting, fucking shucking it up, yeah, asking where you're from, and it's really boring. Dude, did they play a game of a rousing game of let us fuck? No, they, the it wasn't Jane Son and Bob get old. Oh, they weren't the doing that. It, they were just there chatting with us. And I guess you know, you could be like, well, that's actually really cool of them. They don't have to do that. But also, it's like, well, this is really boring. <laughs> <laughs> this is really dull. Uh, some <laughs> of you out there, I, we got to end it on this. Some well, yeah. Then again, we do this podcast, and it's yeah, like, well, well, some of you out there really might dull. be saying, if you guys hate kevin smith you have such a low opinion of kevin smith why are you you know on the way on the way to the theater actually meg just went home to texas and she gave me a call because she touched down at the airport and she was like what are you up to tonight and i was like oh well it just so happens i'm seeing clerks three and she was like what's that no she's just like oh yeah i forgot you were on clerk watch at all times (laughs) what she, she knows that I'm obsessed with the fucking Kevin Smith world, as are you, because she listens to the podcast. But you're not not anymore so much. We talk I about don't think it you all ne- the time. Well, you didn't know it was out today. I only knew it was out today. No, yeah. but I think she just means. I think I, she just means like, oh, I understand why you would think why it you was your to obligation go. to go see this yeah, movie, yeah. which you know is going to be terrible. Yeah. But you know, if anyone's out there, like, man, why? Why are you guys still on Clerk Watch? Oh, that yeah, that's fuck you. It's an, it's an obvious reason. I think we've both we've both acknowledged that we obviously we know enough about Kevin Smith to be this familiar with him. Yeah, it's well, not like, oh, like we him. found this guy we hate. And I we're, still like, like following. him. <laughs> no, yeah, there, there was a point in both of our lives, which may have overlapped on, I'm not sure, mm. where we both found it and thought, oh, that's refreshing. I like this. And like this, you know, especially early stuff like Clotus, it makes you think, all right, well, you can, you know, this is the, a story of someone who made good on yeah. that kind of independent movie that was purely theirs. And granted, that's kind of a, you know, a slightly... There's more to that success story than you think, as there always is. But when you're young and more naive, you think, oh, well, that's good. And also, it's talking about stuff that isn't talked about in other movies. And yeah, yeah like, like all of that. And I really liked him in the early evening with Kevin Smith. So I thought he was funny, and he gave mm-hmm. like anecdotes about Hollywood that were that you wouldn't usually hear. It seemed like he wasn't afraid of burning bridges. So, yeah, lots of reasons to like him. Uh, same with Pendulette. Yeah. They have all since... Gone absolutely apeshit. Yeah, they have all lost their fucking minds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, but you know, you still retain that. You know, you can still access, or it's still oh, tangible. Yeah. You can access that thing, or at the very you least, like. you're just fascinated to know. Well, that too. Like, what, you your old, a, what your old buddy's up to now? <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. And I think we appreciate their decline more because we notice yeah. it because we yeah. have followed them enough to see it happen. Yeah. Whereas you know, we other know, people will just look and go, "All right, well, here's Pendulum, and now he's talking about vegans." So what? Yeah, it's like, well, bleh, yeah, keep it going because like, <laughs> there's a lot more to that story. You know, I uh, I first became familiar with 
Kevin Smith and his cameo in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Really? And that was your first? No. <laughs> no. Okay. I was about to say, that would be a really weird way of getting into Kevin Smith. <laughs> and I was a huge fan. <laughs> no, he is the only reason I watched that movie, though. I didn't watch it. Oh, yeah. It was I've bad. never seen a Die Hard movie. Of course you haven't, yeah. I did see Clerks 3. Good night, everyone. (laughs) Oh, Lord.